Hello everyone, welcome back to the One Talk podcast. You're here with your host, Ryan McCarthy. And today we are joined by Rani Green. Rani is a hypnotherapist and fasting coach, activist, gypsy, and wild woman. Her values and pillars in life is freedom, abundance, truth, justice, alignment, and escaping the matrix. And most people know Rani for speaking the truth and standing in her power. You can find a lot more about Rani and what she does on a deeper level over at her YouTube and Instagram, I Am The Glitch, which I'll also link in the bio, so make sure you go into the bio of this episode and find the links to find Rani. But the things that we discuss in today's episode was very interesting and a lot of it aligned with myself and my point of views, you know. So what we talked about was Rani's 70-day fast because Rani is a fasting coach and she believes in people doing fasting and the health benefits from it. So we talked about her experience through the journey of fasting, also doing a 70-day fast. We talked about hypnotherapy, gypsy life, escaping the matrix, how to stand in your power, and how to speak the truth. I feel like in today's world, a lot of people find the challenge standing in their own power. So Rani is a big advocate, an example of showing people on how to do that and which makes this such an awesome episode because there's so much value within here that you will take away. And also it's just an awesome chat to listen to too. And it's something that I was very glad to be a part of. But in other news, if you could please share the podcast around, it helps grow the podcast, reach a larger audience and get this message out there. And if you could also leave the podcast a rating too, that would mean so much as well. But without further ado, let's welcome Ronnie. Welcome, Rani Green. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah, no worries at all. I'm very um, interested to get in today's episode um, by looking at your Instagram and also what you've been through, the work that you do, the experiences that you seek. So I'm really interested to understand and learn more about you. Awesome. Yeah, there's a lot of craziness on my Instagram. It's like <laughs> it's like a little bit of everything. It's like, what is going on here? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> now, I'd love for like for myself as well, but for the listeners, like, could you help us understand who Rani is yeah, and also the journey that's brought you to where you are now? Yeah, for sure. So my name is Rani Green, also known as I Am the Glitch. Um, glitch in the Matrix. So I'm a hypnotherapist just stepping into fasting coaching, which is like a really big sort of passion and interest of mine. Um, Total gypsy. Mm. Yeah. Activist. uh, Love anything off grid, anything that is, you know, fuck the system. That's me. And yeah, a bit about my sort of journey. Um, Yeah. I mean, gosh, where do I even begin with it? What do you even want to know? (laughs) Um, I guess more so like what formed and curated these beliefs that you have as well for yeah. the work that you do get into hypnotherapy but then even even wanting to get into counseling mm. fasting and also mm-hmm. mainly just being in the service of others as well yeah yeah i think like you know a lot of people had a really big sort of spiritual awakening or they had like a moment where they were like it was really life-changing whereas for me i've sort of always been this way i guess like my awakening sort of almost like a slow burn mm. you know which has been really good because i've still been able to live a somewhat normal life, you know, one foot in the matrix, one foot out. Um, But yeah, I've always been very intrigued by other people. Like I just, you know, my earliest memories are like looking at people and being like, what, what are they? Like, Mm. what are they doing? You know, just so sort of infatuated by people and how people work. And um, 
yeah, I always knew that the world was going to be very different. You know, it was going to be very different growing up and we were stepping into a whole new era. Um, yeah, I guess when, when growing up, I sort of never knew what I really wanted to do. Mm. And it makes sense now because I do so many different things. And of course, when you're at school, you don't know that you're going to be a hip. You don't even really know what a hypnotherapist is or an entrepreneur or someone, you know, you're not taught. I didn't know. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You're never taught about these sort of things. So you sort of grow up like, oh, I've got these interests. But um, yeah, when I was in high school, I wanted to just build a teepee as soon as I finished school and just run away into the bush and just yeah. live off the land, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> which 10 years later now I'm actually doing. Um, but I guess with the hypnotherapy, how I sort of got interested in that was my mum actually saw a hypnotherapist mm. when I was growing up and I just thought like, wow, that's so cool. Yeah. Like I just thought like, what, you can, you can take someone like somewhere, you know, in their mind and mm. sort of like reprogram it. I just, you know, to overcome the phobias and the fears and to retrain the mind. So I just thought that was super fascinating. Um, and yeah, I studied counseling just as like a really good base because I knew whatever I did on top of that healing or hypno or coaching or whatever, it was just like a really good foundation to sort of start with. Yeah. And yeah, I guess everything sort of just flowed really. Yeah. yeah. And um, yeah, as for my sort of like how I ended up sort of being me, it was like I've, I've always had a very different outlook on the world. You know, I've always felt, like I said, like an alien sort of like, looking into earth, like what the hell's going on here? Yeah. <laughs> I feel like a lot of people can relate to that. I you know? relate to that. Yeah, yeah. It's like just feeling like you're from somewhere else. Mm. Um, so when I was around 15, I, not that I'm vegan anymore, but you know, that was when I really started to, to think about things like question things, you know, yeah. why am I eating this? Where is it coming from? What's the energy behind it? And around that age is actually when I started fasting mm. to begin with just intuitively, just doing water fasts. Yeah. How long were the water fasts to begin with? Like what was your schedule? I would do like a day, usually a day. Yeah. 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 Or like intermittent. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, pretty much as long as I could, but I just, I didn't even know it was a fast. I was like, oh, it's a water diet. You yeah. Know? But just intuitively knew and um, was doing a lot of meditation, a lot of like spiritual work, having like past life um, memories when I was meditating and mm. yeah. What was it like having this experience, especially were you 15, you say, or a teenager? Yeah. What was it like having these experiences, but then trying to communicate this with the people around you? Were people accepting, understanding, or were people like, (laughs) what's going on here? (laughs) No. Yeah. No, I was the total black sheep, yeah, in my group, that's for sure. Um, I definitely got picked on a lot in high school for having really strong values and really strong beliefs. Um, And, yeah, I had a pretty hard teenagehood. Yeah, yeah, I think I think like yeah, most of us did. You yeah. know, it's quite challenging. Teenagers can be quite mean. Yeah, but it's um, it's funny. And I actually spoke about this on a Q and A I did recently for the fast. It was like everything that I was sort of hated for in high school is now what I'm loved for. Mm. You know, so it's like just staying true to you and staying true to your beliefs and your values. Just it goes a long way. You know, not yeah. trying to fit in, not like pretending to be someone else. Just being like. This is who I am, no matter what the cost. Why do you think that happened when it went from people who hated you, but then now everyone loves you for that? Why do you think that transition happened? Do you think it's because you saw surrounded with people that truly align with yourself? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, people that actually see me for who I am, you know? Mm. I found my people. I found my community. Yeah. And I'm, like, big on community. Like, everything I do, I do for the people, mm. you know? It's like how we spoke about before this. 
It's about leading by example. It's about standing in your power, you know, and showing other people that they can do it too, no matter what the cost. Yeah, and that's the important thing about one, staying true to self because then you lead to a community which then you get more benefit out of yourself being in that community because one, you're able to contribute. Second of all, they're able to contribute to you. And it's such like a good exchange of value for each other because if you keep surrounding yourself with people like don't do that, don't do this, that's weird, don't do that. Like you start putting more layers on top of yourself that mm-hmm. like let's just say put some more coding that doesn't more so like i'm butchering what i'm trying to say here but basically it's what like i'm trying to say is yeah. yeah it's like a program it's like adding more layers to strip away who you really are yeah. yeah yeah totally yeah and you know people always ask me like you know how because i have a, a quite a big network of people that I, I genuinely love and that genuinely love me and that's like the nicest feeling in the whole world yeah. you know to for to be able to see people and for people to truly be able to see you and people like, how do you have, you know, how do you meet all these people and do all these things? And it's, it's like, you know, I met all of these amazing people through standing in my power, Mm. through going to protest, through organizing protests, through social media, you know, never backing down. Mm. And that's the thing. It's like when you truly stand in your power, that's magnetic. That's how you call in partners, you know, Mm. friendships, networks communities opportunities all of that sort of stuff like when you fully like trust in yourself and stand in your power it's like yeah it's all yeah. there for you you start getting the results you want and you start seeing the things that you want as well yeah. by doing that and i think it's so important for people to actually stand up for what they believe in i think mm-hmm. in today's society a lot of people are suppressed yeah. they suppress their beliefs they suppress their values they suppress their principles mm. all to fit in into a crowd but then that crowd is not even a place where the unconsciously want to be. Exactly. Yeah. And it's like, you know what? People are always going to have something to say about what you do. So you may as well do whatever the fuck you want to do. Yeah. You know, <laughs> you're always going to piss someone off just by living your life. It doesn't matter. So it's like, just do whatever you want, be yourself. And like, I think, well, everyone's going to die anyway. Mm, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. All these people that you care about, their opinions, like they're all going to die. Mm. And I'm, you know, I just think most of them probably aren't even real anyway. They're yeah. just background people. So like. <laughs> I think people forget like everyone's too caught up in their own shit. Exactly. And no one's really even yeah. focused on what you're doing anyway. They may have yeah. a moment of judgment of you. Yeah. They're not going home and thinking about you. And, exactly. You know, building up all these thoughts and ideas yeah. about you. And I learned this when I went to an event. And it was like when I was really trying to curate the way I speak and, you know, mm-hmm. to be able to deliver my message better. So it was like a public speaking um, task that we had to do. There was about 30 people in the room. We had to get up and speak on the spot for five minutes with no topic, nothing like that. And I remember sitting there thinking to myself, like, fuck, like, you know, I didn't public speak in school. I would you know, shy away from yeah. it. And I was in my thoughts so much about people are going to judge me while I'm up there speaking. And then as I was because um, I was one of the first people up there, but as I was speaking, I realized that everyone's just in the same spot I was in before I got on stage. They're nervous about coming up too. Totally. And then when I got off the stage and I felt more calm and relaxed and observed the people that were on stage, by the time I listened to everyone else, I forgot what each person said like specifically. Exactly. And I'm like, well, it just shows the power of doing what you want to do and speak what you want to speak because yeah. the people who seem like they're going to judge you, I'm rarely giving the fuck. <laughs> yeah, and the, and the only people that are ever going to judge you are people that are doing less than you. Mm. You know, there'll never be anyone who is more successful or working harder or, you know, more in alignment that's going to gonna judge you. It's always the people that are doing nothing yeah. that want to point the fingers because it's sort of like a trigger. Mm. You know, I love 
triggering people. <laughs> oh, I love it. <laughs> isn't it. Isn't it interesting how like the people that want to pull you down are below, but the people exactly. that want to lift you up above, yep. you know, like people that are above you never shit on you. Yep. Like you would get the odd person depending on personalities, but majority of the time you really want to guard and support. Yeah. But the people that are hating, it's like, well, look at that person that's throwing the hate at you. Would you actually trade positions with that person? Yeah. No. Like, so, would you actually listen to their, would you take their yeah. advice? Like, are they in a better position? You know, if they're in a better position than you, then it's like, yeah, maybe you take their advice, but they're just like probably at home, you know, doing nothing, just like mm. hating you on the internet. Yeah. You know, probably, it's probably not even a real person. Yeah. hundred you know? percent. And it's like the people that are saying this as well, it's like, like the advice they're trying to give you or their projection they're putting onto you, like how is that working for their life? Exactly. As well. And it's like, cool, do I want their results? Yeah. Yes or no? Majority of the time, no. So yeah. it's like it, you kind of got to pick and choose when to actually listen and engage with people yeah. as well. And yeah, just really stick to your path. And, and if, you know, if, you, if you know who you are mm. and you're really true to yourself and you do the inner work and you know you're in alignment, other people's opinions don't matter. Mm. You know what other people have to say, what they think about you. Like I've posted this um, this reel recently. I can't remember exactly even what it was word for, but it was like before you, ask, uh, before you ask yourself why someone hates you, ask yourself why you give a fuck. Mm. I was like, it's so true. You know, like yeah. what if you know who you are and you actually love yourself, doesn't matter yeah. what anyone else has to say and think. 100% and usually their projection is an insecurity of themselves as well yeah. and that's I realized that because when I was younger I would you know unconsciously judge people yeah. then I realized because I wasn't whole in myself and I had those pieces missing within me Absolutely. so I project that onto other people yeah. and it's like wait no I'm the problem yep so you know <laughs> what a realization yeah. but, but not many people want to realize that though that's the thing because mm. it's scary it's it's scary to be like oh shit I'm the problem it's yeah. actually me it's not them yeah you know and it's yeah. so powerful to take ownership oh, of your shit it is yeah yeah have you do you feel like you ever had challenges with ownership with challenges you're going through or projections that you make or do you feel like throughout your life it's been something you had some sort of understanding with but it's trying to find that balance with it uh i think i've always had a lot of self-awareness like almost too much self-awareness yeah. like even from teenage years you know i like to look at everything from different angles like from their perspective my perspective another perspective like you know but i mean we're all guilty of sort of like yeah. pointing the finger at someone else when we should have actually been pointing it yeah. at ourselves um but yeah i think you know it's something that you you consciously have to pull yourself up on mm. when you do get triggered it's like uh is this is this a me thing or is this a them thing like yeah. you should be constantly checking in with yourself like all the time and not even just for that sort of stuff for everything yeah you know constantly checking in is this in alignment with who you know who i'm stepping into and who, who i think i am and my values and yeah i think self-awareness um is huge yeah yeah thanks 100 because like think about how much growth comes from that you know being able to yeah. observe your reactions to life whether it's people or events yeah. you know because if you start to improve your reactions and start to reflect more within yourself, you see yourself getting less into these negative or unhelpful emotions that you don't want to step into anyway. I agree. Like for an example, road rage, you know, like if someone cuts you off and you're giving yeah. them the finger and beeping and swearing the whole yeah. lot. But if you train yourself, like your subconscious mind or just your emotional regulation, it's not being that reactive state. Yeah. Like can you imagine how much that's going to benefit you in all other areas and of your life? And it's so powerful. Mm. Like I learned pretty quickly on that, you know, acting on emotion 
is never going to get you anywhere. Yeah. Like when you're just like, you know, especially women, I feel like women need to hear this. Like if you're having a fight with a man, like yelling and screaming and shouting is not going to get you anywhere. Mm. It's like, I, I like to like sort of observe, you know, yeah. and then like go away and think about the situation yeah. and then come back, you know, and not yeah. because when you act on emotions, you're going to say things that you're going to regret. You're mm. going to say things that you can't take back. And it's sort of like, yeah, you need to be able to sort of control your emotions, like not let them control you. You know, yeah. you can feel them. It's not not feeling them, still feel them. And it's like, yeah, but um, not letting them control you. Yeah. Yeah. Do you have an example where you have felt reactive and how you do regulate that? Um, mm, what's an example? Oh, now you put me on the spot. I feel like I can't, I can't really think of any. Yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll give an example. Yeah, give me an example. All right, so for myself, let's just say with my um, partner, Rhiannon, yeah. like we've been together for over three years. We've probably had two arguments. That doesn't mean we don't have disagreements. We're just yeah. able to communicate. But the reason why it's been like that is because very at the start, I got in that reactive state. And then I reflected on it and I realized like I need to make sure I'm not yeah. emotional in that sense. So I really had to learn, like I called the art of detachment. So detaching thoughts from emotions. And I learned that through yeah. Eckhart Tolle's work, The Power of Now, the book specifically. But the more I learned how to detach thoughts from emotions, specifically more like unhelpful emotions, then helped me to observe them and then actually understand why they're coming up. And it's like those emotions aren't coming up because something she said or something that's happened. Yeah. It's come up because my reaction to that is linked to something in the past that I haven't dealt with. Definitely. And I really need to regulate that thing specifically yeah. so that when I have moments where I may feel triggered, that I'm not so reactive and I'm more responsive. Mm -hmm. But it is a slow banner over time by, you know, doing meditation, doing Definitely. breath work and regulating the nervous system and all that fun stuff. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All yeah. the fun stuff. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good example. I think a lot of people can relate when it comes to relationships, mm. you know? Yeah. Do I remember. Yeah. There was a time when I, um, we were sort of like, I think it was like sort of like a bit of a breakup and it was like so much of me just wanted to like scream, you know, yeah. I just want to be like, fuck you, like fucking, I wanted to lose my shit. And I was like, no, we're not doing that. Yeah. We are going to respectfully, we're going to handle this situation very well, yeah. you know? And I was sort of just like, was just like, all right, this is, this is reality. This mm. is the situation. This is what's going on. What are we going to do about it? Yeah. You know? And I was just able to sort of like process it really quickly and just be like, okay, look, this sucks. This hurts, but it's like I'm at the beach and it's like the sun is shining and the, the water is like so beautiful yeah. and I have this beautiful life with all these beautiful opportunities. Like I'm not going to – there's no reason to like scream or shout, you know. Yeah. It's like let's just – this is the reality. Let's deal with this. And where focus yeah. goes, energy flows. That's it. I've been <laughs> saying that so much lately. I'm like, how does that saying go? Yeah. yeah. I keep forgetting it, but I'm like, yeah, that's the one that keeps sticking in my mind. Yeah. yeah. Do you feel like meditation has helped you as well or is contributing to the fact that you're very observing of the world? I don't meditate – anywhere okay. near as much as what I yeah. should but I think what I really owe you know and I've spoken about this on some podcasts that I've done just by myself is um oh god now I'm having a mind blank what we're we talking about um like <laughs> observing the world meditation. that's right yeah. that's right so um you know I spend a lot of time in solitude mm. a lot you know I haven't had um really any long-term relationships yeah and I've had a very you know very gypsy life so I've always lived by myself. I'm always sort of doing my own thing. So I think that that's the thing, like, you know, I just feel like 
it's almost harder to sort of be able to process things and embody things and like reflect when you have to work a nine to five or you have a partner or you have kids. But whereas I'm very fortunate and those things are like beautiful. Don't get me wrong. Like yeah. having a partner and having kids is like the, the best, like that's like the ultimate goal. Yeah. But having so much time by myself, I think is really like been the key to my growth. Mm. Yeah. Just being able to sit with my own thoughts. I love that because solo yeah. sitting in solitude or being by yourself with your own thoughts yeah. is a big thing. A lot of people struggle with. Yeah. Did you struggle with that in the past? Or is never. This, never. I've That's just good. always been a loner. Yeah. Yeah. Well, because <laughs> I think it's like, it's important. I feel like it's really important for people to do. Yeah. Especially, especially for men, because I feel like men, when we have mm. issues and problems that, when we usually seek help to find a solution, yeah, I think men really need to sit in solitude without yep. distraction so they can actually think more solution-minded, especially for female as well. But I'm just speaking throughout my own experience. Yeah. But sitting with your own thoughts and getting comfortable with that is, yep. is a key in life. Yeah, and it can be quite uncomfortable, you mm. know, but you have to sort of like go through that. And I think that, you know, I see a lot of people going out, doing plant medicine, going to coaches, going to healers, doing all these workshops and these courses. And they're jumping from like thing to thing to thing, but they're not giving themselves like any time or space to actually just sit and process, you know? And that's the thing because they're looking for all of these sort of outside external validations and teachings. (laughs) And it's like, you got to sit with yourself. Like that's, you're your own like biggest teacher. You know, you have to sit and process that and be like, what did I learn out of this? How does this sit with me? Is Does this resonate? You know, like it's a big thing yeah. I see in the the spiritual community mainly. It's mm. like this, 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 this. I'm like, just sit down Take a breather. and be quiet Yeah, <laughs> for like one week. <laughs> yeah, like being able to process and yeah. integrate exactly. is so important. Like because I've seen that through like my journey over the last four years going mm. to events and working with coaches in the past. Now I don't. I don't want to coach. I'm very happy and just yeah. experiencing life and let life be my teacher. Yeah. But in saying that, like people really need to sit in solitude, like you said, and actually integrate the things they're learning yeah. and then also sit with the beliefs someone else has gave them, mm-hmm. whether that's a coach or a teacher or whatever, and see how that can adapt into your life for benefits and if you truly you know, resonate with all that too. Yeah. Mm. yeah i agree like after this i'm heading up to the farm yeah and i've had like a crazy couple of weeks and i'm just like oh, i just can't wait to just mm. be with my own thoughts yeah and just put you know all of this new information all of these teachings and experiences like mm. into something yeah you know otherwise it's sort of i just feel like it's just all this stuff but it's not going anywhere yeah and i feel like we can only store so much information yeah. at once as well you know before it starts leaking over yeah so it's like truly understand what you're doing like yeah. especially with like reading books and trying to learn knowledge like i don't read book after book after book like i, I try to do that at the start but i was just forgetting the whole content of the book yeah it's kind of pointless and a waste of time so now like i read a book wait two weeks and then get into another one that's a good idea truly understand what information yeah. i'm getting actually process it yeah key love it how do you feel like you connect more to spirit or like your more spiritual self oh when i was fasting i definitely felt like super super connected Mm. yeah for sure um i was like cloud nine so yeah i did a a 70 day fast so that was um i feel like fasting is definitely the key to spiritual development Mm. and so many other things 
um, because you can't really hide from things when yeah. you're fasting. Mm. You know, it's like you really do have to sit by yourself in the discomfort, in the pain, yeah. and you've got to go through your own shit. Especially, so. I feel like in today's world, the um, power of temptation is so strong. Oh, yeah. And to learn how to have the willpower against temptation yeah. would be huge as well. Yeah, like pleasure as well, like temptation, pleasure, like, yeah. and, do- you know, short term dopamine hits mm. as well, like having a coffee or food or yeah. like, you know, sex social media it's like all these like so yeah sort of stepping away from that I guess like how I sort of connect do you mean like to my higher self or to like my sort of like spiritual like universal sort of I'll say let's say your higher self yeah with my higher self it's something that I um yeah it's really interesting because this has come up like a fair bit lately I am sort of always like is this in alignment with my higher self Mm. you know is this something that she would do Mm. would she have a messy car would she you know talk to somebody like that and it's not always like perfect don't get me wrong but I think like it's like that check-in you know and I think I think like a really big thing is cutting out sugar Mm. complex carbohydrates alcohol yeah cigarettes like casual sex all of that sort of stuff Mm. cutting out all of these distractions and all of these things around you and actually like fully respecting yourself Mm. like fully fully respecting yourself because your higher self is right there like it's there for you to access it's there for you to tap in like we should all be striving to be our best selves right because it's like we came here with a specific purpose right a specific mission like do it do the thing that you came here to do otherwise like what the hell are you doing you're just like here on repeat you know it's like you trusted yourself so much that you chose to come here and forget all of your memories and you came down to earth school which is it's a beautiful place but fuck it's hard sometimes yeah it's it's a yeah it's a pretty place and there's so much beauty but it's challenging Mm. so you know you believed in yourself so much through all the hard times, all the all the difficult parts, that you you came here to do the thing. Yeah, and it's like stop repeating days. You know, yes. Stop being on autopilot and work, especially work, as like nearly everyone has to do it. Yeah, to an extent, and it's like people make work the whole day instead of making work a part of their day. Yeah, it's like well, you've still got like another six hours there to identify what you could be doing in yep. your life and to connect with higher self or to connect to your own values and beliefs. Agreed. And actually utilizing the hours in the day. Something that is truly going to align with you. Yeah, agreed. And I think this is where like the spiritual practices really come in, like doing the meditation, you know, not that I'm that great at it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but doing the meditation, you know, doing the breath work, just spending time in nature, you mm. know, putting your feet on the earth, doing the journaling, doing doing whatever it is, like just actually spending the time by yourself to to love yourself and check in with yourself and mm. like really think about, okay, like am I in alignment here? Yeah. With my values. Because that's the thing. Like, we don't all know. Everyone, like, wants to know their purpose, mm. you know. And it's like your purpose is always going to look different throughout yeah. your life as you as you change, as you grow, as you evolve. But it's like as long as you're just in alignment with your, like, your top values, mm. I feel like that's the only thing that really matters. Yeah. Because when you're not in alignment with them, you feel out of whack. 100%. You know? Yeah. And like, like, you feel like crap. Yeah. And <laughs> like you said, like, purpose can change over time. Yeah. But your values stay the same, but your values always push you towards the right direction, you know, exactly. and you learn things on the way. Like 
my purpose four years ago is completely different to now. Yeah. But it's an alignment heading yeah. the same direction. It just goes at different angles. Exactly. And it's like that might be your sole purpose, but like, you know, it could be helping people, but it, yeah, it's always going to look different. You mm. know, it's going to be this, going to be that. It's always going to change. And so it should because – we should be constantly changing, constantly evolving. Yeah. Like we are not who we were two seconds ago. Yeah. That's the beautiful thing is that you get to like constantly evolve, constantly change, like learn and unlearn. Yeah. Like program, deprogram mm. constantly. Yeah. That's yeah, it's so true. Like even just conversation now, meeting you and talking and getting into this, like we're both learning so much exactly. and we're growing as time goes. Yep. It's so interesting. <laughs> yeah. It's like we aren't who we were when we first met. Like yeah exactly earlier today yeah <laughs> <laughs> it's so crazy and that's that's the thing i love it's like you can change your life right now you can change who you are right now you can step into your higher self right now like the choice is yours keyword choice the choice yeah. i always like to say you know red pill blue pill like mm. being conscious is a continuous choice you don't just you're not just like conscious because you didn't get the you know what you know, it's like, it's a continuous choice of like, do I take the red pill? Do I take the blue pill? Yeah. Is this, am I going to look into this trigger more or am I going to point the finger at someone else? Yeah. Yeah. So true. I was, um, because like you said, and then like you said before, life is hard. So it's making sure that you can call yourself out too when you start yeah. going into the unconscious and going on autopilot. Yeah. Like myself, like I have moments where, I jump on Instagram and posting something for like podcast related. Yeah. The next minute I'm just scrolling for 20 minutes. I'm like, wait, what the fuck am I doing? <laughs> I like get trapped Scroll in here. Hole. Yeah, exactly. And I've got to like call myself out and get yeah. out of it. But like even that is like, it's a challenge as well, but it's making sure that you constantly call yourself out and then yep. take the action that you know is going to get you back on path. Yeah, I agree. It's so funny when that happens. You're like, oh, what am I doing? Yeah, you like, just sort of snap happen? out of it. Yeah. But I've got to say, you know, like the way that they've done social media, like being a hypnotherapist, like it's so smart because when you're in a scroll hole, you're in a light trance. Mm. So you're literally hypnotized and you're seeing all of this information over and over again and it's programming you. So mm. it's like you can't – it's like you're literally like glued to it. Like it's so hard to put it down. That's so true. I've never like put, had a put in the sense like it's hypnotizing. Yeah. It's so true. It is. And it's the same as like when you drive, right? You're yeah. sort of like in a light trance and you're listening to the radio, you're listening to music, and it's mm. like another chance for – the government to basically program you yeah. or like whatever to program you so yeah. it's very clever how they've done it considering 95 percent of our life where our subconscious is running only five percent of the time our conscious is there like unless we choose to tap into more our, our unconscious mind but yeah. the things that we do in the 95 percent of the time yeah. is really programming our beliefs yeah. values and how we feel and our regulation of emotions and et cetera and et cetera you know so it's bigger than just doing the things like five minutes a day. It's trying to make a lifestyle out of it. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, yeah, it's it's crazy how much we run on autopilot. You know, it's like just think about like for everyone at home, like think about, you know, your routine. Like you probably wake up and you do the same thing over and over again. You probably drive the same way to work or you get the same train or, or whatever. It's like on repeat. Mm. But it's like do something a little bit different. Yeah. You know, I love like – I love shaking it up a little bit, you know, yeah. like I'm going to drive this way today or, yeah. you know, I'm going to brush my teeth in a different place. Like yeah. I, I love that. I think it's really good for like um, helping the unconscious mind. Like it's sort of better for like 
like deprogramming yourself almost mm. in a way, like opening your mind up to like new opportunities and things. Yeah, yeah. new experiences. If, well, yeah, because if you're doing the same thing over and over again, you're not really going to have like new experiences and opportunities. But when you step outside of that autopilot, mm. you know, it's like, oh, there's all these like – yeah. There's a whole new world out here. There's exactly. all these different opportunities and people and like, yeah. So true. Like if I brush my teeth just in my ensuite, I'm not gonna probably going to get the neurochemicals as I would if I go somewhere else and do it in a new yeah. in a new environment. It's a whole new experience. Yep. Yeah. Go brush your teeth outside next yeah, time. Yeah, it's going to be me tonight. I'm going to be brushing my teeth outside. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and that's what I love about my life is that I'm always somewhere different all the time, mm. you know? So it's like sometimes I'm brushing my teeth like – next to my swag sometimes it's in a yeah. house sometimes like it's here there everywhere and i love that because it's like my mind is so much more open mm. so yeah i would just urge everyone to like just brush your teeth somewhere different <laughs> or like just do something that's like outside of the norm yeah one thing i did outside the norm was i started driving like up and down the coast with sounds mm. so no podcast no books no music just complete sounds yeah and at first it was challenging because i'm like usually music is like helps with just the autopilotness and just cruising along and kill time yeah. etc but i wanted to i started to think like i wanted to be a way to connect to my thoughts yes. and like really observe and like actually have that moment of solitude like we we're talking about earlier yeah and driving in silence has been like one of the best things to do i don't do it oh, every yes. time because i also like to treat my car as a university so i like yeah. to learn a lot in my car but also i like silence as well that's so good and that's the thing, like, oh, I feel like when you're driving in silence and sometimes even if you're listening to a podcast, like, I don't know, I, I always have, like, the biggest realizations in the car. Yeah. Like, if I'm on, like, a car trip, yeah. I like, I'm a totally new person. I'm, like, when I hop out, I'm, like, I don't even want to hop out. Like, I'm just having so much fun. Like, yeah. I've had all these realizations and – but yeah, that's the thing. It's like about solitude and like mm. silence. And I think that's like the car is such a great thing when you yeah. do. Because you, you have that time to like think mm. and like process. So true. Like the car yeah. and just before we go to sleep. Yeah. They're usually the two times we've not listened to the music in the car. Usually the two times where we are alone with our thoughts. Yeah. Yeah. That's so true, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. Because like that many times at night I've been like, oh shit, a thought will come into my head just as I'm about to go to sleep. Yeah. I'm like, most of the time I try and just write it down so I don't forget. That's good. Depending on the importance. Yeah. Yeah. you got to write it down. you got to get it out of your head. Otherwise, it's just like in mm. there. Because usually they're the best ones. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? Yeah. Yeah. And also, I want to go back to your 70-day um, fast. Mm -hmm. Like, could you tell us the build-up to that, the purpose of it, and then also yeah, the benefits question. that you saw from it? Yeah, definitely. So the 70 day fast. So I did um, a fast called the master fast system. Mm. Um, so fasting has been something that's, it's been in my life. Yep. Yeah, the first time I ever really dabbled in it was 15, not knowing what it was. Um, I've got into it more. So like, yeah, pretty on, on and off um, over the years, probably for the past five years. But the reason that I did this fast was long story short, about 20 years ago, I went to Bali when I was a little girl and I um, got really bad Bali belly mm -hmm. and my health just, I just never recovered from it. Yeah. Just really chronic gut issues. Um, so much of my teenage years I spent at the doctor trying to figure out what's wrong with me, no hope, you know. And that also seeing naturopaths, I guess probably looking at alternative solutions to my health was something that helped me on my, my spiritual journey as well. Yeah. Looking outside of the norm, knowing from like a pretty young age, the doctors like aren't really going to do anything, yeah. you know, the specialist paying all this money and I'm like still got nowhere. So looking for those different solutions. Um, but yeah, pretty chronic gut issues. And 
I've done just about every diet, detox, you know, carnivore, keto, this, mm. that, vegan, raw, all that sort of stuff. And, um, yeah, last year everything just really caught up with me, mm. like the protesting, um, you know, doing residential youth work, which is such a beautiful job, but it was very stressful yeah. at <laughs> times, like, you know, very, very stressful um and just the stress of life and like being so in my masculine and like so go 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 and just never actually giving myself like just a moment to breathe yeah um it all caught up to me and I got really really sick mm. like I was I was in bed because I had moved back home at this point left the sunny coast moved back home um to to do heaps of different things to focus on like yeah. this you know this new world and end up getting really sick and was in bed and I was just like lying there, like, you know, three o'clock in the morning, just could not sleep every single night, chronic pain, um, like fibromyalgia sort of stuff. Never got the proper diagnosis, which I'm very, very grateful for. But it was suspected um, fibromyalgia hypothyroidism. Mm. And I just remember thinking like, fuck, is this, is this my life now? Like, am I going to be on disability yeah. For the re- like, am I going to be reliant on the government? Mm. Like, am I ever going to be able to do these businesses? Am I ever going to help be able to help people have an impact? Like, that was terrifying. Like, I, I was 28 then. Like, at that age, thinking that your life, you basically like have a death sentence. Yeah. You know, it was fucking terrifying. So, I started pretty heavily getting into detoxing. And I just want to say the reason why I'm so glad, and for anyone out there that has. Um, some sort of like serious, you know, illness or, or whatever it is, not getting that diagnosis was the best thing. And while I wanted it so bad because I just wanted to, I wanted a name for it. Label. I wanted a label. I wanted because people couldn't see, you know, I was like, people wouldn't understand that I, how sick I was. Mm. They're just like, oh, but you look fine. And I'm like, my eyes are hanging out of my head. And I'm like, you know, feel like I'm literally dying, but like I can still walk. I can mm. still talk. So having that diagnosis was so important for me and not getting it crushed me. But being a hypnotherapist and understanding the unconscious mind, I know that if I had that name, Mm. that I would have been a lot sicker. I don't know if I'd be in this position because I would have held onto that, that name, and I would have programmed myself. Gives it more power. I would have given it so much power. Mm. So, So not having that and not attaching to that was like really key to mm. healing so yeah i've got pretty pretty um into fasting and enemas and um like detoxing and stuff like that it got better yeah. but still wasn't 100 then i had a friend that was doing the master fast system mm. and i saw what was coming out of her on this yeah. like i don't know if you know about mucoid plaque and like no. oh my god <laughs> so there's just like some crazy stuff coming out of her and i was like holy crap, like mm. I need to do this. Like yeah. I felt like everything else was sort of like covering the symptoms, mm. you know, it was like, oh, I felt better on carnival, you know, I felt, but it was like, I knew that there was a shit ton of parasites, um, you know, like toxins, mm. 
molds, heavy metals, everything. We've all we've all got them in us. Yeah. But I knew that there was an excess in me and this was why I was sick and I was like, I need to get this out. You <laughs> felt like to- super drawn to fasting. Oh, yeah, yeah. I was like, this is the key. Because I had done so many enemas in do you know what enemas are? No. Please okay. explain. So enemas like like a colonic, if you know yeah. what a colonic is, except you do it at home. Okay. So it's basically getting everything out. You put like this little hose like up your butt. Yeah. And then the water goes up and then you hold it in and then it basically gets everything out. So it's really, really good for detoxing and for people who have gut issues or like really any sort of health issues. Yeah, okay. So I had, because I had been doing so many enemas um, and I was like, ah, oh, enemas are like the missing piece of the puzzle to fasting because mm. you can do all this fasting, but unless you're actually using certain protocols and you're actually like doing the enemas and getting all the stuff out, mm. you sort of just like, it's sort of just still, still in there. there. Yeah. Yeah. So I was like very drawn to this fast seeing what was coming out and I was like, ah, this all makes sense. And, you know, I, when, when the pain of staying the same mm. is greater than the pain of change, that's when change truly occurs. Yeah. So you got to choose your pain. Exactly. Yeah. And I just refused to live another day because even though I had gotten better, I'd felt myself going back downhill mm. and I was like, I'm not doing this. My business is kicking off. You know, I feel mentally really good. I've been working through my shit for like a year, like really just doing the inner work. Yeah. You know, emotionally I feel good, but my body was just lagging. Mm. And I was like, you know, I can't I can't let myself slip. Like I need to get my body up to like where the rest of, you know, where, where I am. So I just did it. You know, but I had already cut out sugar, gluten, alcohol, and caffeine and like complex carbohydrates and was eating, um, you know, mainly organic um, and exercising and already looking after myself, which was, I feel like, is the key. Yeah, it's not like you're eating birthday cakes for dinner and then going straight to a fast. Exactly. I mean, like, look, I've definitely started fast the wrong way and ended fast (laughs) the wrong way, like the worst way possible. Um, But I've learned from that. Yeah. Yeah. So that's why. Yeah, I feel like definitely cutting those things out really made the fast like a lot easier. But, you know, like the fast was, it was great. Mm. It wasn't like people think that fasting is, um, oh my God, I'm going to be so hungry and, you know, all this. It's like, I didn't get hungry for like two weeks. Yeah. But it wasn't, the hunger isn't the hard part. It's all of these emotions and everything that's ever happened to you in your life that you have suppressed or that you don't really, you haven't dived into, like that's going to come out. Mm. And that's a very uncomfortable place to be because you can't turn to food. You know, it's like. You can't return the comfort. food. you can't. So you have to deal with your shit Mm. quite literally and emotionally. (laughs) You have to deal with your shit on every single level. Yeah, well, it's so interesting. I'll ask a couple of questions about the fast because I personally love to do 16-8 because I feel like I function my best when I've got hunger in me. I feel like if I'm full, I just, I guess, slack. I start slumping around. But doing 16-8, I feel good. I know it's not as extreme as 70 days, (laughs) but... Like when I get to about the 12 hour mark, I'm starving for about half an hour. Yeah. And after the push past the half an hour, then I'm sweet. I feel like I could go for ages. Yeah. Did you have a similar moment where you're starving and just switched for yourself or was it kind of similar throughout the whole time? It was pretty similar throughout the whole time. There wasn't, to be honest, and look, I've done fast since then and I've done so many fasts before then and they were so much harder. Yeah. But I think this 
just having the structure with the protocol and knowing what I'm doing and having like that why, like coming back to my why when the times got really tough, that got me through. But but there weren't ever times where I was like, I got hungry yeah, around the two week sort of mark, mm. but I was watching like so many Instagram reels of like cooking. Yeah. <laughs> like I was <laughs> like, and then it's so funny because since I've broken the fast, I've been cooking some amazing meals for people and people are like, how did she learn to cook? And I'm like, <laughs> I literally, when I fasted, I watched so many cooking videos that I feel like I'm a master chef now. Yeah. Like I just so lived through it. It's yeah. so weird. Yeah. I'm just like a whiz in the kitchen now Yeah, from fasting. Yeah. Wow. Well, that's yeah. um, like, I'll share a quick story that relates and we'll get back to fasting. But when I quit smoking cigarettes, probably about fuck, how long, but eight years ago now, one thing I did was I kept the cigarette packet on me the whole time mm-hmm. while I was quitting because I wanted to have the, probably an ego drive, but I think it was good because it made me quit um, overall. But I really wanted the power of knowing the smokes are there and I can look at them, but then have the power of not doing wow. it. And I feel like that gave me a lot of resilience as well. That's discipline. Did you feel that? Did you feel any resilience building with watching food shows or was it just more out of interest? It was <laughs> like, oh my God, I want to eat all of this, but I'm, yeah. there's no way I could eat this mm. because I knew that if I was to ever eat those foods, like I would do some serious damage with yeah. my gut. Well, so it's like, it wasn't that tempting because I was like, oh, this is going to be a big stomach ache for mm. a long time. But um, I do feel you on that because I went out for dinner with my family and they were all eating and I'm just like yeah. sitting there just fasting. Yeah. I've done that so many times and I think it definitely does like build the mm. discipline. For some people that really works. For some yeah. people that would not yeah, <laughs> give in, work yeah. at all. 100%. I feel yeah. like, you, you, like you go through trials and tribulations to get oh, yeah. to that point anyway. Like when I quit smokes, like before that I used to be a drug addict. So I quit drugs, I was sober from drugs and then that gave, I feel like that gave me more power to have that um, resistance with cigarettes as well. Yeah, But it was a process of like building resilience over time. Definitely. And I think that's, that's the thing, like when you do something successfully, like when you quit something or give something up successfully, it's like you build like a deeper self-trust with yourself and respect and love for yourself. So then the next time you go to do something, you're like, ah, I got this. I know how to do this. Yeah. And it teaches the, teaches you the power of no. Cause I feel like in today's world, we're so agreeable. Yeah. I feel like that can end us up in the places we don't want to be. So learning the power of no is. Yeah. And I feel that like, yeah, I definitely feel like in my earlier 20s and mid 20s, like I didn't really respect myself Mm. very much. I was just like, yes, yes, to everything, you know. And I feel like it's the past couple of years where I'm like, wow, Mm. like I cannot be doing this sort of stuff, you know, and learning to say no and cutting things out that I know aren't good for me. Mm. And it's just like, it's sort of just like, second nature now yeah. with that sort of stuff there's definitely some things that i still struggle with like cutting out for sure and like actually sticking to yeah. like any human but i think that yeah the more that you sort of like like with fasting like when i'm coaching i'm like the first fast do something that's really achievable mm. so that you do it and you're like oh i can do this yeah i didn't starve to death like it was actually enjoyable and then when you go into it and you do something a little bit harder mm you still have that confidence and that trust within yourself. Yeah. It's just yeah. like resilient building over yeah. time. Yeah. And yeah. I want to ask this as well, because general knowledge is that food is energy. Yes. Obviously for 70 <laughs> days and no food, it's like, where are you getting your energy from? Exactly. So I like to ask, how did you receive energy throughout yeah. that process? Yep. So with the master fast system, um, we do drink cooked grape juice. Yep. So we don't like cook it ourselves. 
Um, I say we as in like the fasting community. Um, But yeah, so basically it's cooked Concord grape juice. So there's obviously some sugars and some calories from that. But honestly, like you're just surviving. You're really connecting to source energy. Mm. Like that's the thing. And like when it comes to food and energy, like food is – it really is just one source of energy that we have been programmed because when you fast and you push past your beliefs and when you, cause I did dry fasting as well, yeah, okay. you know, and dry fasting is a whole another thing. It's like crazy. Cause they say you can't survive this long without water and whatever. But when you start pushing past these beliefs that have been ingrained from like literally not even like birth, like, you know, from your parents, like it's so in your ancestral, like lineage, that sort of stuff. And you're like, wow, the programming is so freaking deep. It is so amazing what we can do. And like, what else have we been programmed about? Yeah. So it's like food is just one source of energy. Like the sun is a source of energy. The earth grounding is a source of energy. Love, yeah. you know, love and connection is a source of energy. Um, the ocean. Yeah. There's, there's all of these other beautiful, pure sources of energy around us, but we are just told you have to eat to survive. Otherwise you, you, you're going to die mm. and you need three times a day and you need to have snacks and you can't do this and you have to do this. And it's like, no, yeah, no, nah, that's, that's not true. Yeah. Cause like the belief I got given growing up was that you like breakfast is the most important meal of the yeah. day. I don't eat breakfast at all. Yeah. Like That's why I do me 16, eight. I just wait until like 12 or one o'clock until yeah. I feel like I, know, I could have something light now, yeah. but like if I have breakfast, it fucks me completely. You yeah. know, I feel tired. I feel sluggish. I don't feel, I feel like it depletes my energy. Yeah. When I skip breakfast, yeah, I feel like I've got so much drive in me to yeah. do whatever I need to do. Because you're in, yeah, ketosis and mm. possibly even autophagy where your body is like, yeah, using all the sick and the dying cells and recycling them, turning them into new healthy cells, mm. you know? So it's like, yeah, ketosis and running off your body's own fat is such a cleaner source of fuel than having like carbohydrates you know us all sort of running off sugar primarily so that's the thing like breakfast break fast Mm. is the most important meal of the day but you don't have to have it in the morning yeah it's just have breakfast later yeah and it's like what breakfast are you having you know like things like cereal yeah yeah at all but if you have like a gluten or yeah yeah, having more of like a protein dense breakfast with some fats you know is good 100% 100% I yeah. was just talking about this the other day mm. yeah because it's like yeah it's really important what you break the fast with and obviously if you do longer fasts yeah. you don't break it with like the same sort of stuff because your digestive system is shut down but yeah like fats and proteins is like so good mm. you know because it's like you're keeping your body in that state of ketosis it's not spiking and then going down and going up and going down you know it's just mm. so much more smoother but yeah like when we're, we're so much more alert when we're fasting yeah, because like that's how we used to that's how we used to survive right yeah. like when people would go out when the men would go out and do the you know the hunting they do it in a fasting state mm. because it's like their senses are so much more alert yeah. and let me tell you like i i took some time off work i, I still worked a little bit during the fast but i sort of like gave myself to space because i was like holy shit i'm going to be going through like the depths of hell yeah. on this fast and it actually wasn't that bad at all Mm. um but yeah it was um yeah now now eating food i'm like even now i'm like losing my train of thought eating food i can't even think properly yeah like being in that fasted state like i just felt so smart so connected Mm. 
the lessons that I was learning were just at such a rapid pace. Mm. And now I'm eating, I'm like, oh my God, how do I do this? Yeah. How do I survive in this world? Especially like when people have like a lot of grains, like grain brain. Yeah. I'm just like, wow. Yeah. How does anyone think? And yeah. then you've got, you know, the quality of food and then you've got the spraying and the radiation. You've got all these other things and it's like, oh my God, how does anyone actually use their brain properly? Brain fog, the um, yep. being able to listen and pay attention, yeah. focus as well is yeah. lacking and it's something that we're seeing actually on a big scale across the world, which is huge. And I love to do podcasts, especially on weekends in like the morning lunchtime because mm -hmm. I like to not eat before a podcast. Yeah. So like you said, it helps me focus, helps me stay switched on. Yeah. So it helps kick in like that primal survival instincts. Definitely. We gotta be alert. And I feel like I feel like that when I record podcasts and I actually perform a lot better. Then if smart. I eat dinner and you know, I start trying to talk on a podcast, it's just like, oh, what did he say again? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm very confused. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I agree. And yeah. with with that seventy day fast, like was it only in terms of like consumption of liquid, was it only the grape? So, yeah, basically you wake up in the morning, you have some herbal tinctures mm -hmm. and the herbal tinctures are like alcohol-based um, and they were very strong. So I don't drink alcohol, but let me tell you, when you're not eating for 70 days, yeah. you're going to take that shot and you're going to enjoy it because yeah. it's like, <laughs> oh, we're like feeling good, you know, it's getting tipsy every morning and every night. I was like, am I going to have an alcohol problem yeah. when I when I finish this <laughs> fast? Like I've just been fasting on alcohol. Yeah. <laughs> Luckily I didn't. Um, but yeah, so you wake up in the morning, you do dry 12 hours of dry fasting. So, which is absolutely no food, no water, no nothing. Yeah. Nothing at all. So tw that's where the true healing happens. Mm. So you do 12 hours of dry fasting, you wake up, you have the tinctures, you wait a little bit, you have psyllium husk, bentonite clay and activated coconut charcoal yep. with some of the grape juice and then you drink two to three liters of the grape juice and you do six to ten liters of enemas in the day which yeah, is okay. a lot so that help flush the system yep. as well yeah yep. so you've got you it's it's pulling everything out it's not really pulling yeah. but it's that's just sort of how we, we explain it um but because you need to get everything out that's the whole point of the the master fast mm. is getting rid of the parasites and the mucoid yeah. plaque and all of this crap that is in you that is basically just robbing you of your energy of your thoughts like the thing is like when you're with the mucoid plaque it's basically this licorice rope that is in your intestines mm. and i had it come out every single day pretty much for 70 days yeah well and what it is and like i've got this on my youtube as well if anyone wants to look at it just a warning it's emotional i've taken i've taken everyone on the 70 day journey with me it's emotional and it's very graphic. Like everything that sort of like went in me and went out of me is on the YouTube. Yeah. I was like, I can't believe I'm like posting this for the whole world to see. I was like, I'm never going to have a boyfriend. <laughs> I was like, but fuck it. You know, if it helps one person, if yeah. someone actually just like takes control of their health, I'm like, it's all worth it then. Yeah. So yeah, if anyone's interested, check that out. It's I am the glitch on YouTube, I think, something like that. I'll um, plug it in the show notes. So. Thank you. Yeah. Thanks. Yeah, I've got I've got lots of cool stuff on there. Lots of very diverse things. Yeah. Um, but yeah, basically this mucoid plaque, it doesn't matter how many vitamins and minerals and nutrients that you're having, mm. it gets caught in this rope. Mm. So that's why so many people are deficient in all of these things. It's not because we're not getting it. It's because we're not absorbing it because it's getting stuck in the mucoid plaque. It makes then, so much sense. And then the parasites, right, are coming in and they're, they're feeding off it. They're eating yeah. this and they're 
they're thriving. Mm. They're having a great time. And Vacation, you're feeling having like, fun. They're, they're yeah. like literally like your microbiome literally controls your neural pathways. Mm. So if your microbiome and your gut is out of whack and you have too many parasites or you've got too much of this or not enough of this, like your brain is not going to work properly. Yeah. Like the gut is the first brain, mm. you know, if that's out of whack. So basically, you know, if you do have too many parasites, which most of us do, you're just a host. Yeah. And these little alien demonic beings are just running rampant, taking all your nutrients, and they're making you crave sugar mm. and do this and do that. And that's why with a lot of my clients, like with hypnotherapy and coaching, that's not even to do with fasting. They're like, oh, I want to help with this. And I'm like, you need to do a parasite cleanse. Yeah. You know? I'm like, because most of the time, the self-sabotaging behaviors or the binge eating or the cravings or whatever, I'm like, it's not even you. Yeah, you know, like the craziness, and like sometimes, like you got to take accountability for yourself. But yeah. sometimes it is the, the shit that's like there's a driver behind it. Exactly. Yeah. So I'm like, we can work. Like we're gonna do a we're gonna do a protocol, but and this as well. You know, we're gonna do them together. So yeah, it's it's so crazy when you start getting into like the health stuff and yeah, yeah. It's making me really interested to do like a parasite cleanse, as yep. it called, because. Last week, I had a naturopath come on as well, and she was talking in detail about parasites and cleansing yeah. and the importance. Yeah. And now yourself sharing the importance yep. of it. It's making me really interested now to make those steps Do yourself. It. Do yeah. it. Yeah, definitely. Mm. Yeah, I'm just, I just love it. I just love it. I, I think, like, you know, in this community, a lot of people talk about sovereignty and, you know, that sort of thing. It's like, if you want true sovereignty, mm. you've got to get your health on track yeah. and you've got to get rid of the excess parasites because you are not a sovereign being if these things are controlling you. Yeah. You know, like, and like at all. Yeah. And I, I relate with that a lot because within the last year, I've only started, not only started now, but within the last year, I've started to um, make sure I'm very conscious of what I'm absorbing in terms of food and liquids. Because yeah. before that, like my, like the way I grew up eating, which is very unhealthy, processed foods, mm -hmm. sugary foods, and it made me realize the importance of I can go to the gym as many times as I want. I can do the amount of ice baths I want to. I can do the amount of sauna. But if my yeah. health is not in check, it's yeah. like, because that's the foundation of all of it, right? Like I can go to the gym as many times as I want, but it's not going to kill my gut. It's not going to kill the way I feel and energy. It may do to an extent, but not truly. Yeah. yeah. And, and that's the thing. It's like, it's being healthy is just not as easy as, eating healthy and exercising, yeah. you know, it's not, we have the water being poisoned, the air being poisoned, the radiation, the food being, it's like, we are really like, everything is coming at us, you know? Yeah. So it's like, we really have to take responsibility mm. for our own bodies and yeah. our own health. And I'm still a long way from being where I want to be, you know, and I'm learning so much every single day. And it, it's just, it's so fascinating, but it's like, if you want true sovereignty, if you want true health, it's like eating healthy and exercising, it's just not going to cut it, unfortunately, yeah. in today's world. And yeah, you've got to do something about it because the body can naturally detox and it can naturally heal. And how, you know, back in the day, we used to be able to do that because we would do a lot of fasting because there, there just wouldn't be any food because we didn't catch any food. But with today, you know, constant food, constant all of these different things our body doesn't have a chance to just have a break mm. and to heal and you know even like when it comes to eating the body uses so much energy in digesting food mm. it's like when you stop that you stop digesting food it's like your body actually has a chance to start repairing itself yeah it's just like 
you know, giving it the time and the space to do its thing. Like we're talking about with embodiment, you know, giving yourself the time and the space to be able to like process and like do your thing. Give your body the solitude. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah. give your body the solitude. Let it have a break from everything. Yeah. That's even why I've quit drinking from plastic bottles, not just like because of like, you know, the plastic crisis, but also because – well, the main part is because of the chemicals that get in plastic, yeah. especially in water or any liquid that's in plastic, all the chemicals that get burned into it from exposure of heat as well. And that can cause so many issues too, especially yeah. having unfiltered water oh. is a big one as well. Yep. So, you know, that's why I've got my good old filter in the yep. in the kitchen I now. I saw it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and like, you know, I think yeah. water consumption is important, especially water that's filtered and correct and, you know, Definitely. it's got good pH levels. 100 percent good water good food good people you know doing the cleansing doing the inner work like that's that's like the recipe for a great life and like health right living your best self yeah absolutely yeah Mm. what that what did the end of this 70-day fast look like like how did you transition out of the fast what is the process of that okay so this is like a really interesting question so um I was originally going to do 60 days and then I extended it another 10 days. And that 10 days was like where the real magic happened. So I was like, yeah. So I was very fortunate that I had my friend that was doing the the fast. She did 98 days. She did 89 days. And so I sort of had her sort of coaching me and helping me. And like I had the support along the way, which was, I couldn't have done it Mm. without her. So Renee, if you're listening, I love you. Um, She was just such a, such a lifesaver. And that's why I think that like having a coach for fasting is Mm. so important because you need someone who's gone that one step ahead. Um, And someone who's made the mistakes Mm -hmm. and knows how to not make them. And let me tell you (laughs) the post fast, I made every single mistake that there was yeah i fucked it up so bad and it's funny because i went into the fast thinking wow um this is going to be really hard Mm. like just thinking i'm going to be in hell for this whole time i'm going to because some of the symptoms of this fast are like feeling like you're dying Mm. you know literally that is a symptom it's like your teeth falling out your hair falling out your nails falling out so holy crap so i was like going into it thinking this is going to be really bad, but also being like, this gets to be easy. This gets to be easy. That was a good mindset. Mm. Whereas going into the post fast, I was like, I can do anything. It's going to be so easy. And I'm feeling so good right now. And like, everything's going to be fine. Got to the post fast and just completely went off the rails. Yeah. Yep. So I made every mistake. And I think that, you know, there was, there was a point where, I got scared with the detoxing because the detoxing is so extreme. And by the end of it, I was like, I'm just sick of detoxing. Mm. I just want to, to get on with like a somewhat normal life. And I sort of ate foods that I shouldn't to slow down my detoxing symptoms. Yeah. And one of the, like some of the, the girls that were in the fasting group that I'm in, they were having hair loss. Their hair was, was thinning. And that scared me. I was like, I'm not ready to be a baldy. That is not on my path. Like I love my hair. I don't want to lose my hair. So that was like a really scary thing for me. Mm. And instead of just trusting the process and actually just finding out what I needed to do to actually make sure I don't have hair loss, I sort of just was like, just stop. Stop the fasting, stop the detoxing. Because when you do the post-fast protocol, you're still detoxing. Mm. So, um, yeah, it was very challenging mentally, physically, 
the weight gain as well going from like losing so much weight to then gaining weight and like you know eating food and everything it's been so challenging yeah way harder than the fast what was the time length from the 70th day to then getting back to functioning what you would call normal um i wouldn't even say i'm back to normal now because my path isn't normal yeah you know what my goal is out of all of this is not normal so you're you're supposed to do the post fast protocol for two to three times as long as what you did the actual fast so mine would have been 140 plus days Mm. um and then you you sort of start introducing more foods i don't necessarily agree with the post fast protocol i think it's missing a lot of things And that's why I'm sort of working with some specialists around like the microbiome and like Mm. looking into other protocols and like, how can I help people transition out of a big fast doing post fast and actually having a really strong gut so that they can digest every food. Cause not everybody wants to be a fruitarian, Mm. you know, and that's sort of how the post fast protocol is. It's like very much fruitarian on your path to breatharian and I'm like, no, no, no. Some people just want to heal their gut and heal their body and actually get back to normal eating. So that's my focus mm. is working really closely with someone who specializes in the microbiome, using myself as a guinea pig um, because fasting does deplete the microbiome like yeah. quite a fair bit. And so does everything, you know, like antibiotics, alcohol, life, yeah. <laughs> literally just going outside and breathing air. So that's my major focus. Um, but yeah, now I'm sort of moving into more focusing on my liver, whereas that fast was like really the gut. I'm going to be focusing on the liver, going back to the gut, um, fixing the microbiome and then doing the heavy metals. Yeah, okay. So the heavy metals. But you need to have the liver functioning properly. You need mm. to have the gut before you really do the metals yeah. because that can it's very extreme like yeah, it's yeah. The, the most extreme especially yeah. the amount of me- heavy metals we all have exactly. in this today as well like the exactly. detox and that will be uh, full on. it's it's full-on and it takes like quite a long time because most of us have had like vaccines like when we were younger and stuff like that so we have all these metals and you know shedding and stuff so so there's like yeah there's a lot of metals that are in us from vaccines from our parents from like heaps of stuff yeah seafood example yeah. as well Everything. And then we've also got the microplastics as well, yeah. which is like a whole, it's like, okay, <laughs> what is this? Here? Like, I feel like you feel like you've got it all figured out and you're like, oh shit, now we've got the microplastics to yeah. deal with. Like, how, how do we get rid of this? Yeah. It's like in everything. It's like clothing, you know, mm. the bottles that you're talking about. It's like, yeah, I feel like it's sort of like a never ending thing, but it's about just getting your vessel like as clean and as strong as you can. Yeah. Because so, when you have a strong body, you know, you have a strong mind and you feel good, you feel confident, you can think properly, you're ready to take on the world. Mm. But if you're operating from like 30%, like how are you supposed to really do anything? Yeah, you got to get your foundation strong, yeah. 100%. And like the brain, uh, the stomach is a second brain because like yeah. it actually is an axis that sends signals to the brain, yeah. which then, you know, releases a lot of neurochemicals and exactly. rather good or bad, depending on what it is you consume. Yeah, mm. yeah, exactly. And when you focus on certain detoxes, say from the stomach or the liver, how is that like how is the fast different like what do you focus on differently yeah so um at the moment i'm focusing on the liver so what i'm basically doing is i'm doing a fast for a couple of weeks um you don't have to do a fast for it but basically it's a liver flush so we'll get rid of the liver so the the stones Mm. in the gallbladder and the liver and then it basically gets the bile flowing so Mm. that's sort of like at the top so once you get that all sort of happening it's like then you can move on to the gut so I'm taking apple juice um, for this. 
like a high quality, you want to have like yeah. the best quality, best quality that you can afford. Not everyone can afford. When I did the master fast, I, I had so much juice. I was like, mm. I'm not paying $20 a yeah. liter. Yeah. I was like, that is ridiculous. For <laughs> 70 days, I need three of these. I was like, mm. no, that's not happening. Um, so this for the liver, it's yeah. Apple juice and tart cherry juice. Yep. Um, and that's like softening the stones up as well. Mm-hmm. The malic acid in that softening the stones up. And then you've got to do Epsom salts and, um, grapefruit juice and olive oil and stuff like that. So if anyone who's listening, like actually, if you're interested in doing something, follow a protocol, yeah. don't, don't just listen to me and just be like, Oh, I'm going to do this. Like actually follow like a proper protocol. Don't wing it. Yeah. <laughs> do not wing it. Do not wing it. You have to know what you're doing because you can do way more damage to your health if you don't know what you're doing. Mm. 100%. Yeah. So. So yeah. interesting. <laughs> yeah, it is. Yeah, that's um, why I'm like, please learn from my mistakes. Yeah. I have made all of the mistakes in the world. I know what works. I know what doesn't. And I'm still still learning. But it's yeah. like, you know, like take – like go to someone who has done this. Mm. And that's why like even though the post fast – I stuffed it up so bad. I'm so happy that I did mm. because now I can walk people through the right way to do it. And I know yeah. what to do when you fuck up. I know how to get back on, you know, on the train. So I'm like, this sucked. And, you know, I feel like, oh my God, I've just done this huge fast now. I've like ruined it all or whatever. And I haven't because I, I feel so much better than before. Yeah. Like I actually have energy. <laughs> like I'm like, so I can good. I can stand up for like longer than five minutes. Yeah. It's great. <laughs> yeah, that's really good. And it just shows the, you know, the impact that's actually having on you. Definitely. You know, it's a result of that. Yeah. I've still yeah. got so much more cleansing and detoxing to go. Um, but yeah, I'm just, I'm just so grateful for my journey, you know, mm. even being sick and all of these things because it's like if I can just – help one person not have to go through that or to be able to just go through it quicker. Like that just makes it all worth it. Yeah. And you said something important for the listeners as well. Like if there is something you're trying to achieve or attain, find someone that's done it and learn from their blueprint. Exactly. Whether it's, you know, health, business, anything in life, learn from their mistakes and learn from the value and experience they have because it's going to shortcut a lot, but it's also going to take a lot of pain out of it for you too big time yeah. a lot of pain mm. yeah and like everything we've spoke about in this episode i'd love to go back to what do you believe your mission and purpose is for life good for question yeah i think that and, that and that's the thing it's like you know it's always going to look different but i really mm. think that my purpose here is to just lead by example mm. that's all it is it's like if i can do it you can do it too that's what I'm all about is like, you know, standing in your power, mm. using your voice, showing people that they can, you know, never backing down, yeah. never just never having to say, yeah, I'm going to do that when you don't want to do that. You know, saying fuck you to the government, saying fuck you to your boss, your boyfriend, to anything that does not align, you know, and that's that's the thing. It's like you've got to stand in your power. Mm. You can't sway from that. Like you've got to really like, I'm just, I'm like so passionate about this, you know, it's like something I get like so fired up. I'm like, ah, I just like (laughs) want to scream over it. But really just like everyone has a voice. Mm. Everyone has a voice. Everyone has a story. Everyone has a a purpose, Yeah, you know, and I want people to fully step into that. Like this is not like, we're not here to fuck around. Mm. Like we're here to do the thing we came here to do. That's, that's for me is number one is fulfilling that. And that's going to look so different, you know, yeah. through through my life. 
But it's like, you know, a lot of people, they talk to talk, you know, but walking the walk is a whole nother thing. And I'm just so grateful for this life that I have and, you know, everything that I do because I get to share that with people and people get to learn from that. Mm. Like it's so awesome. But it's like I don't want people to ever look at someone and be like, oh, she could only do that because of this or, you know, I can't do that because of whatever. It's like you can do this. Yeah. The choice, the choices, it comes back to the choices, right? The choice is always yours. Mm. It's just being like I'm going to do it and actually trusting yourself and believing in yourself and just fucking doing it. Yeah, and just going after it. Just going uh, after it. I think one of the biggest misconceptions around speaking your truth and not giving the fuck what yeah. people think about it as long as it's true intention is that people think that you end up losing people in life. You actually gain. You gain the people. people. Yeah, the yeah. people you lose are meant for you anyway. Yeah. They're not your people. Exactly. So when you speak your truth and people want to distance, distance themselves from you, good. Yep. You're going to start attracting the right people. Exactly, and everything is energy. And, you know, I have over my life lost people that were really close to me and it hurt. You know, I sort of like have this very tough persona and I pretend like it doesn't hurt me, but it does. And I've definitely had a lot of family dramas. Like I'm not really welcome at, you know, any family events, which I didn't really want to go anyway. So it sort of gets me (laughs) off the hook, but it's like, the thing is, you know, you might lose people, but it's like, it really is when one door closes, another door opens. It's like when you're shifting, when your energy is like vibrating and you're, you're moving higher, right? And I say this to like my clients, it's like, what do you need to let go of that is pulling you down? Like if you're stepping into your higher self, if you're stepping into your best self, what is not aligning with you? Yeah. Is it your relationship? Is it your job? Is it where you live? Is it drinking coffee? Is it drinking alcohol? Is it having casual sex? Like what is not an energetic match for where you're going? Mm-hmm. And the thing is, when you speak out and you speak your truth, the people that don't like it and they don't want to, you know, they've got something to say, they are not your people. Yeah. And good riddance to them because when they leave, I can guarantee you something better is going to come in. Yeah, opens door for new opportunities, exactly. new people, yep. new things. And I have the best, I can honestly say, I have the best people in my life. Yeah. Like my community, my network, my closest friends, my best friends, like I fucking love them. But I had to let go of a lot. Yeah. And even just to be standing here, you know, like going through my whole health journey and, and everything, it's like letting go of what doesn't serve you anymore and, and what is not aligning with you you just, you just have to do it because like I was, I had to let go of a lot last year, huge sacrifices. And it was a very hard year. Yeah. And now it's like, it's all kicking off, you know? And I'm yeah. like, ah, I, I, if I had stayed in that energetic vibration, like I would not be where I am. Mm. I would not have the opportunities. I wouldn't have the people, you know? So it's like, yeah. don't be afraid to like, let go because I can guarantee you better things await on the other side. 100%. It's just step into that truth. Yeah. Yeah, I've got, powerful. I've got another question for you. Yeah. Why, um, what was the meaning behind Glitch in the Matrix? <laughs> <laughs> so my original account was Sasqueen111. Yeah. Um, I got hacked by an ex-boyfriend and that account just went, whoop, it completely wiped, which was pretty annoying because mm. um, I had so many people that I'd met from all over the world. Then I had Sasqueen111 again, you know, the government or, you know, whatever did not like the stuff that I was posting because yeah. I was like the sassy, you know, like I'm very sassy at times, like sass queen. So I loved that one. But Instagram kept deleting me over and over and over again for speaking out on the truth. So I was like, you know what? 
I am the glitch. Yeah. Because it's like I am the glitch in the matrix and it's not even like I am the glitch in the matrix. Like we are all the glitch in the matrix. Mm. But I think also what one of my superpowers is is like I can sort of blend in with the matrix. I think probably more so before I got my lip tattoo. Yeah. When I had, <laughs> when before I had a lip tattoo, I blended in more with the matrix. But it was like being that glitch. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Like using the system against itself, sort of like weaving like in and out. It's like – you're sort of like in the matrix, but it's like you're glitching it. Yeah. You know, you're finding the loopholes. You're like, yeah, I, um, I love it. I am the glitch. I feel like there's so much power in it. Yeah, there is. There's um, there's a quote coming to mind, but I can't think of like how to articulate the way he says it. I'm going to quickly Google it because yeah, Google I feel it. like you relate to it. <laughs> but it was said by a dude that's not liked by many. Is Andrew Tate. But he says I this. I like Andrew Tate. Yeah, I love Andrew Tate. He says this quite, and I think it's so true, and it will resonate with you a lot. Yeah. Um, Andrew Tate is just very controversial. I mean, like, I'm like, he's probably a distraction from something, you know, and he talks about exiting the Matrix, but everything he does is, like, full-blown in the Matrix. Yeah. You know? I mean, I definitely agree with, like, the masculine, like, helping – oh, he's been so great for helping men step into their masculine. But I think the materialistic side of it, I'm like, that's not exiting the Matrix – you know, you're actually just going balls deep into the matrix. And I think the thing where people get wrong, not just with Andrew Tate, but people in general, is that we're not all going to have the same beliefs. Yeah. Like, you can still be friends. And that's, like, the beautiful thing about yeah, life. <laughs> exactly. Like, someone can say 90% of things that you agree with, but if yeah. you say 10% of things that you don't agree with, doesn't mean you shit on them, make them feel bad, disown yeah. them, because, like, what's that going to actually achieve, you know? Yeah. Like, you got to, like, everyone has their own beliefs, and we're not all going to connect 100%. Yeah, but it's still understanding and acknowledging each other anyway. Okay. I think the whole thing of like you believe what I say. If you don't, you're cancelled. You're wrong. Mm. You're this person. You're that person. I think the best way to actually connect and get understanding is actually through communication and speaking and finding common ground or just finding an understanding of each other. But yeah, I feel like a big thing in the world at the moment is like I'm wrong. I'm right. You're wrong. Cancelled. Yeah. Bye. And that's <laughs> the funny thing. It's like is what is right. What is wrong. Mm. You know, everything is just perception. Yeah. Like what is what even is the truth? That's the funny thing. It's like we all fight over like this is my belief and this is right and it's like this is a simulation. Yeah. <laughs> like how can you say this is up and this is down and this is left and this is right and this is black and this is white? It's like is any of this even real? Does anything yeah. does any of this even matter? Yeah, literally. <laughs> you know? Yeah, this is the sort of stuff I think about a lot. It's like what what even is this? Does any What's the yeah. point of this? Yeah. Does it matter? <laughs> it's like, yeah, what's the actual deep meaning behind it all? Yeah. What's the purpose? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Sim- simulation we're in, I believe. Yep. Yeah. Sometimes, like, even when I'm driving down the road, it's going to sound maybe sound wacky to some people, but you might relate. I love the wacky. Like, when I'm driving on the road and, like, I see, like, a tree in the distance or I see a mountain in the distance, I'm thinking, like, is that tree or mountain truly there? Is, is this just yeah. my perception <laughs> yes. and visualization? <laughs> yeah. Like, am I just... Is life actually happening or is yep. it all just a visualization from my own mind? 100%. I think pretty much everyone that's listening mm. is going to be able to agree with you. You're like, like if you turn around really quick, it's like, is, is everything there? You yeah. know, because what, what exists outside of what you can see? Like, how do we know that anything outside of this room is even mm. there? Yeah. That's the crazy thing. It's like, are you even real? Am mm. I? It's like, is this the Truman show? Like, yeah. It's just, there's just, uh, this is the stuff that I love and it takes up way too much space in my mind. Yeah, like, same. <laughs> like I see everything as like a reflection of me. Yeah. Or like different parts of me or different understandings of me or different 
versions of me that I see that is challenging me for me to grow as well. Like I feel like life is such a trip, but it's good. It's a cool journey. And I I really like that because that's what I sort of think about background people. Mm. And this is like a really weird thing for probably some people listening. It's not for me, but I I really do believe more and more every day that 80% of the population is not real. Yeah. They're just background people, NPCs, non-player characters, right? Mm. So, yeah, that's the thing. I feel like these NPCs – like my best friend and I, we call them the CCs now, the cardboard cutouts. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> CCs, NPCs, background people, um, which is so funny because I always believed in background people, but I'd never voiced it to anyone. And then I mm. read one of Dolores Cannon's book and she can, she talks about background people. Yeah, well. I was like, holy shit, everything that I thought is like real. I was yeah. like, I knew it. But I feel like they really are like sort of put in front of us to help or to hinder. The choice is yours. Like yeah. someone comes up, oh, fuck, this is a bit of an inconvenience. How am I going to handle this situation? Am I going to grow from it mm-hmm. or am I going to let it consume me and like, you know, rage at it or whatever? Yeah. It's like everything is sort of like a reflection and like, mm. you know, yeah. like the perception and like but, oh, this place, it's so crazy yeah, being a human. But Isn't you, it just so weird? Yeah, it blows my mind. And if you don't get to the point where things are a reflection within you, yeah. if you don't get to that point, then you believe everything is everyone else and not yeah. you and you're not yeah. the problem and nothing's got to do with you. Yeah. And that's where the NPC mindset comes in. Yeah. But then yeah. when you start to become <laughs> you know, like more conscious and aware, yeah. you realise that life is just a reflection of who we really are. And the law of attraction mm. – Right, where you, like you said, where energy, well, how does it go? Where oh, energy, where energy flows, where focus goes, energy flows. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's 100%. so true. And like, um, I'll tell you before, I'll read this quote first and I'll yeah, tell you yeah. this story. So the quote was actually from Andrew Tate's dad, um, Emery Tate, and he goes, I, I allow manipulation to find out where my enemy wants me to go. Then I use my mind to break the trap and punish the perpetrators. Yeah. So like understand, because if, if you never understand where people want their ideologies where if you don't understand where they want you to go you're yeah. gonna fall into the trap but if you truly understand because like you said before sometimes you can blend in mm-hmm. but if you don't blend in you don't understand where they want your mindset to go you don't understand where you want their exactly. en- your energy to go but if you truly yeah. understand what they're trying to do then you can't be blind with the um with the things they're pushing so true yeah i love that quote i do remember hearing it say that and he said that i was like yes i relate (laughs) (laughs) so good and the thing with visualization quickly is that there was a study done by a bunch of neuroscientists and they got a group of 30 people and the 30 um, 30 people they split them up into three groups of 10 Mm -hmm. so what they did was in the free throw line in the basketball court they got the three groups of 10 to shoot from the free throw line i mean sorry i'm butchering this the first group of 10 they got them to shoot from the free throw line every day for 30 days and see how much they improve from um, shooting from the free throw line at the end of the 30 days. The second group, they got them to visualize themselves only shooting from the free throw line. So no physical practice, no nothing but closing down their eyes every day for 30 days and see how much improvement they have. Then the third group, they said no physical, no visuals, no visual. So just come back in 30 days and no practice. So the team that did no physical or visualization were trash to go like no improvement. The team that did the physical um, practice got 27% improvement. Then the team that did the visualization practice only got 26% improvement. Yeah, wow. So the team that did no physical practice, didn't pick up a ball for 30 days, yeah. came back and they got 1% less than the team that did the physical practice. 
So it shows wow. the power of our visualizations, our energy, our mind. Then also we implement that into the physical world as well. Yeah. Like the results we can get is it's unreal. It's crazy. Mm. Yeah. And that's what it's all about. Like with manifestation and law of attractions, like, because it, it links in with hypnotherapy and the unconscious, you know, it's like when you sit in that energy, because I do self-hypnosis with all my clients. So I take them to their higher self mm. and sit in that energy. What do you hear? What do you feel? What do you smell? You know, what's going on and really connecting with that. Like when you really connect in with what it is you're trying to bring in, it's like, that's what you, yeah. Yeah. And because, and then it's like the neural pathways because you're creating the new neural pathways. And the more mm. you visualize that, the more that you use different techniques, whether it's, you know, doing meditations or doing affirmation statements or writing or whatever. Mm. It's like you're creating that, you're making that neural pathway stronger mm. and therefore your unconscious mind is consciously looking for ways to prove that right and you're bringing these things into your reality. Yeah, and especially like with what we consume too. Yeah. Like just before bed and when we wake up and we're in the phase of brainwave state yep. Yep. and we can retain information up to 300% more in that state. It's crazy. And it's like the information you are consuming before you go to bed yeah. Like, is that actually useful to it's what you want in your life? It's into your unconscious mind, yeah. yeah. And that's why I actually have a meditation. It's really beautiful meditation around abundance. Mm. And you basically wake up, you press play, yeah. and then you go back to sleep for 15 minutes, mm. and it just goes into your unconscious mind. Mm. And then you wake up, and then it just plays out. I'm going to have to listen you know, to that. It's really <laughs> good. It's actually – it's. It's beautiful. I love it. Even my mum listens to it. Oh, awesome. I'm like, how, do you really want to listen to my voice like first thing in the morning? She's like, oh, it's really nice. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I've ha actually had some people and they're like, oh, I listened to it. And I had, like had $500 pop up in my bank account, mm. like extra and like had all these different opportunities and money and stuff. So I'm like, wow. Yeah, I'd love to check that out. Yeah, it's good. There's yeah. Definitely like some magic woven into it. Mm. Yeah. I love that because especially with um, like even affirmations, I don't, I don't do like written affirmations, but- there's this channel on YouTube called Alpha Affirmations. So it's this dude, he created a channel and it's just him speaking affirmations depending on what you're looking for. Uh, I love and that. he does it rather over drums or binaural beats and they go for like an hour long and you just find one that you're looking for. Yeah. But for me doing that, I saw myself embodying everything I was listening to from listening to those Alpha Affirmations into my actual physical life. Wow. It's like it shows the power of, you know, where focus goes, energy flows again. Exactly. Mm. And it's like not even necessarily like the focus, like just even having it on in the background, you yeah. know, because the unconscious mind is like taking, it's absorbing everything, mm. even though you're not thinking about it. And that's the crazy thing about the unconscious mind, how much it holds. Yeah. Everything, past life memories, every mm. memory in this life, like every sound, every smell, it's all just going in there. So it's yeah. like you can literally rewire your unconscious mind through like repetition you know and all these things so yeah i believe we're both living examples of that yeah that you are capable and are able to rewire yourself to totally. get the results you want in life yeah, yeah exactly yeah i agree awesome do you have Love any it. um final words before we wrap up here oh i've got so many words i'm like <laughs> a woman of i could just talk all day about anything literally um i just think that you know, this is this is the time now. Like, this mm. is it to really step up. Like, everyone came here for a specific reason, a specific purpose. Step into that. Like, wouldn't you want to know what it's like to be the best version of yourself? Mm. Like, imagine that. You know, it's not that hard. It's not that far away. It's just about making choices that are in alignment with your higher self. 
and your values and your beliefs. That's, that's all it really is, mm-hmm. you know, and I just urge everyone to really take responsibility, take accountability over your health, over your world. Do a fast, do a cleanse, do a detox, do something because you need to get your vessel right because what's going on in the world right now, and I don't want to be negative, but it's like it's going to get worse before it gets better. So we, your health really is your wealth. Yeah. So you need to take care of your health. Mm. You really have to. And you really like if you want to start a side business, if you want to educate yourself more, if you want to go off grid, if you want to start whatever it is, this is – this is the sign. This yeah. is the sign that you've been waiting for to do it. Like in this time where everything is like a little bit quiet, you know, this is the time. Like be your best self. Do the thing that you came here to be and really have a look at your highest values and don't just like pick any values. Don't just be like, oh, yeah, this sounds good. Like really have a good think about what your values are. Get really clear on them and live in alignment with them yeah. because that's like what we really have. And when you feel like crap, be like, where am I out of alignment? You know, fucking stand in your power. Mm. Like, don't let anyone tell you what to do. Don't let anyone make you do something that you don't want to do. Like you are a human being. No one has authority over you. No one can tell you what to do, or you can't go this speed, or you have to wear your seatbelt, or you have to get this, you know, in your arm, or you have to, you know, whatever. Like, this is your life. You're a human being. Mm. Like fully just embrace this like human experience and like take your power back fucking stand in your power boom yeah <laughs> i love that <laughs> you gotta choose your pain the pain yes. of staying the same and constantly living in the yeah. pain of life and the trials and tribulations of it or choose the pain, pain of growth oh yeah. yeah yeah exactly it's like the pain of regret or the pain of like yeah yeah of change yeah 100 percent. yeah oh thank you for coming on today rani i'll thank um you. Link everything in the bio of this episode to find Rani, YouTube, Instagram, and all the good stuff. But thank you for coming on. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. This has been such a great chat. I've just, I've just loved it. Yeah, Yeah. I'm like, let's just keep doing it. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, awesome. Yeah, thanks, guys.